This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the uh, Indiana Destination Development Corporation, and I'm honored to be joined by uh, Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch and uh, Secretary Elaine Beadle. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Crouch was first elected to that position in 2016, along with Governor Eric Holcomb, and was re-elected by a very, very nice margin in 2020. Governor Crouch has a distinguished career of public service, serving in local elected positions in her home county, Vanderburg County. Uh, and uh, before that, uh, or after that, she served in the Indiana General Assembly and then served as the auditor of the state of Indiana. And Elaine Beadle, I think, is very familiar to many of our members uh, in IEDA. Uh, She is serving as the first secretary and CEO of the Indiana Destination Development Corporation, the new entity within the lieutenant governor's family of business. Uh, And as many of our members know, uh, Secretary Beadle previously served as the president of the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. So I'm honored to have both of you here today talking to me about the IDDC uh, and the critical role it's going to play in the future. Uh, So Lieutenant Governor Crouch, I'll start with you. Let's talk about, I think you refer to them as your family of business, the entities that are within your office. Uh, This will be a new addition, but how do you see uh, the Destination Development Corporation complementing the other entities that serve under you? Well, interestingly enough, statutorily, I oversee four agencies in Indiana uh, as lieutenant governor. So I am secretary of agriculture and rural development. I oversee the office of community and rural affairs, uh, the housing and community development authority, and the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. And the agencies that I oversee in my family of business have a kind of rural focus to a certain extent through agriculture and through OCRA. OCRA. We call Office of Community and Rural Affairs OCRA. We love our acronyms in government. Uh, in fact, I've got to come up with a great one for the, how are we going to say that? The IBDC? IDDC? IDDC? <laughs> anyway, uh, those businesses are fairly rural in nature. And so the Indiana Destination Development Corporation really is a body that is was created from our tourism agency, state agency, and it was actually transitioned into the Destination Development Corporation to tell, as Elaine says, the authentic story in Indiana. Because we have a great story to tell here in Indiana. Economically, we are off the charts. I mean, we we are number one in the Midwest, fifth in the nation for our business environment. We're the second most important infrastructure. We're one of 13 states of AAA credit bond rating. We have incredible destinations, but we're humble Hoosiers. So we work hard. We put our nose to the grindstone. We do what's right. And we don't expect pats on the back for doing that. But as a result, we don't often appreciate nor do we tout the great things that we have here in Indiana. And that's what the Indiana Destination Development Corporation is tasked with doing. And so how that helps the agencies that I oversee, most agencies that I oversee are agencies that are focused on development and quality of life throughout Indiana, a large focus in rural Indiana. 
And the Destination Development Corporation helps to tell the story of what rural small town Indiana has to offer and why it is an attractive place for people to live, work, play, study, and stay. Uh, and so we are excited about the work that the Indiana Destination Development Corporation is doing and is going to continue to do in the future, not just to elevate rural Indiana, which benefits my agencies, but to elevate all of Indiana and to tell that authentic story. So Secretary Beadle, uh, as, as uh, the president of IEDC, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, uh, I'm sure you learned firsthand uh, how critical talent and workforce is to the state's economic development success. So how will the mission of the uh, uh, Destination Development Corporation uh, address that critical need in terms of our economic development uh, activities? Well, Lee, thank you very much for having me part of your podcast, but let me do say that um, the uh, Indiana Economic Development Corporation, as they were trying to recruit businesses to Indiana, they, um, they had a fairly easy job of getting on everyone's short list because Indiana is a great place to do business, great working environment, taxing environment, regulatory environment, et cetera. But what the businesses did say when they came in is where will I get my talent? And we were also very good at the IEDC of connecting them to whether it be Ivy Tech or Purdue University or IU, any place where they would normally get their talent, their channel for talent was available to them. And people came and, and talked with them and it worked out nicely. What, what we didn't do and what they didn't ask is would my talent follow me? Would I be able to recruit talent from outside the state of Indiana? And that's the next level of competition that we're going to have with all of our states as they try and recruit businesses into the state. And I do think that um, what we're trying to do with the Indiana Destination Development Corporation in, in uh, attracting and retaining talent, students, business, as well as visitors, is really to fill that niche and to be able to have a perception of Indiana so that people will want to come to Indiana to work instead of asking, what's in Indiana? And, and and I appreciate that because that is one of the things that we hear um, we hear often from site selectors. We certainly hear I certainly hear from our members uh, is is uh, how do we attract? How do we tell the story? And I think that's why uh, the IEDA membership is so excited about the the prospect of the Destination Development Corporation because it means that there's going to be somebody who gets up every day and thinks about how do we tell that story uh, to uh, potential residents. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, back to you for a minute. I know when when all of this was being formed and being discussed, you know, there was some concern that as the Indiana tourism uh, model went away, we were going to lose part of that 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 kind of promotion. Uh, so talk a little bit about what you were hearing and seeing that caused you to think that we needed to be thinking much more, uh, much bigger and much more strategically about how we how we do this branding. Well, actually, the IDDC, the idea of the IDDC came about because the General Assembly became concerned that we weren't doing as good a job as we should to attract visitors to Indiana. Uh, because the, the, the 
national travel market showed that Indiana was only getting 1.7% of that national market share. And so that is why they created the IDDC or they created the Tourism Task Force, which I know we'll talk about later, was to look at how do we, how do we elevate tourism in Indiana? What do we need to do? What are other states doing? And so what we found was that it's, it's one thing to attract visitors and visitors come here and they spend money. And I think it's something like, what is it, Elaine? 72 cents of every or 76 cents of every dollar, tourism dollar that's spent in a community, stays in the community. So visitors are important to our economy. But what we found, as Elaine said earlier, is as we're creating all these jobs here in Indiana, we have to also attract talent to fill the jobs. And so there has to be more than just attracting visitors. We have to be able to not just attract visitors, but attract talent. Come alongside the IEDC and tell the great story about the quality of life that we have. Be able to attract talent to come to Indiana by showcasing what we have. And then working with our students that are currently here to keep them here in Indiana after they graduate. I think one of the things that was kind of interesting to me is that Elaine, through the IDDC, conducted focus groups around the country to see what people's perception of Indiana was. And they had no perception. I mean, they had no, no perception whatsoever of Indiana. Now, that's not bad because we don't have to overcome a bad perception. What that does is offer us an opportunity to tell and sell Indiana to the rest of the country and to the world uh, and, and be able to showcase what we have. That is what the IDDC is going to do, is they're going to sell Indiana and tell the story of Indiana so that people on the East Coast, the West Coast, and out of the country say, you know what? The cost of living is so much cheaper to live in Indiana. And oh, by the way, they've got this incredible quality of life and all these great assets. Uh, that's what they're going to do for Indiana. Well, so I think that's a great lead in uh, that I wanted to really talk about the strategic plan that you put together. Uh, and I think that's a great lead in because I know doing those focus groups and, and that uh, discovery of the image or lack thereof of Indiana was really part of what you learned as part of that strategic plan process. And so uh, there were, as I recall, there were five priority areas that were identified in the strategic plan. And um, I'm going to list those. And then I would like us to talk about what each of those areas represent. Uh, but looking at the plan, uh, uh, number one was improve Indiana's brand image and perception. A second priority area was retain and attract talent. A third was retain Indiana graduates. A fourth, attract and convert visitors. And then uh, the fifth was formulate a destination asset development strategy. And I don't want to say that really fast. Um, but, but each of those seem like they're very, very critical elements. So let's take each one at, at a time and talk about what what was done 
for the strategic plan, what you found, and then how that's going to position the Destination Development Corporation going forward. So the first is, and I think the, the governor touched upon this, uh, improve Indiana's brand image and perception. So talk a little bit about that, Elaine, and then uh, Governor, please jump in as you need to. Well, absolutely. As Lieutenant Governor said, when we did our focus groups and when we did other consumer surveys, et cetera, it was clear that there wasn't a, um, a perception of Indiana in many people's minds. If they hadn't been here before, and that's the key there, for all those people that they had some experience with Indiana, they had a relative here that they visited, they went to school here, they had a much better perception of Indiana than someone who had never been here before. And so when you talk about that visitor still coming and you talk about what tourism was doing, that's still important. The leisure and hospitality industry is, is our quality of life. And so it is still important to be pushing that out there as well. That's, that's a part of what we need to do. But as far as the, um, the perception and the brand image, what we have to come up with is a message. We have to be able to message what we've got here in Indiana in the correct way. And then I need for everyone in Indiana, be they associations or corporations or nonprofits or colleges and universities to put out the same message. And if we're consistent like that, our megaphone gets really big. And, and then if people over and over hear that same message from a lot of places, it finally starts sinking in. And so that's the importance of that brand image and the messaging and being consistent. So we're working right now to get to that point. We put out an RFP for a firm to help us do that kind of thing. And so we're anxious to get that one moving. But Elaine, talk about how you actually took the first step towards accomplishing that with the NCAA, double, NCAA tournament. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, when you have a once in a lifetime opportunity, we're all eyes are going to be on Indiana. We did do a couple of different things there. We had uh, tourney time, which we actually did high school gym competition. We, we listed the um, 68 best, high, uh, best basketball players from Indiana. We also did what's called the in crowd, uh, where we had a Dave Letterman assist us with highlighting six different unique businesses that were well known for what they do, but no one associated them with Indiana. And that's what we have to do. We have a lot of great assets here, but no one gives us credit for them being right here in Indiana. And so that was an opportunity that we had with the NCAA hosting everything here. Uh, and we had some great results from that. And we're, we're pleased to be able to start sharing that. But, but we got a lot of national attention uh, by really working through the staff and working through others to try and get that done. Uh, then the, the, the second priority in the strategic plan was retain and attract talent. We've touched upon that, but but talk about how that's going to be a focus going forward. Right. And, and we talked to a lot of talent recruiters and basically found out from them that when they do call somebody outside of Indiana and they offer them a job or start talking about a job, the comment always come back, why would I come to Indiana? And so, again, that's what we're trying to help solve for our talent recruiters. So we want to provide a toolbox. And the Hoosiers by Choice videos that, that we started back in January are part of that toolbox because it's individuals saying why they came to Indiana. And maybe some of them came reluctantly, but once they got here, they, they felt like they really discovered a lifestyle and um, a place where they could feel comfortable, have a balanced life, life that they maybe didn't have somewhere else. So those videos are going a long way of telling their stories of why they came. 
Uh, and the second thing that we we're doing is we're creating an asset map. It's going to have a better name than that, but it will be one that will show all of our different attractions, museums, uh, golf courses, state parks, everything that we have around Indiana. So again, when a recruiter is talking to someone from outside Indiana and they, they learn what their uh, extracurricular activities might be, then they can kind of go to this map and say, hey, if you come here within 50 miles, you're going to have all these golf courses, or you're going to have all these hiking trails, or you, you can go down south and visit all the caves. I mean, so we're going to, we try and show how they can live in Indiana. So those are going to be two of the tools that we so far have been starting to put together for our talent recruiters. So we're, we're going to be pulling together a group of talent recruiters in a, a council as well to kind of help advise us on what else they need and keep pushing that forward. Well, and Lieutenant Governor, uh, that that's that also I think touches upon another initiative uh, that we've been involved in, and that you've you have taken the lead on, and that is the the Invets initiative, that's really focusing on 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 re- attracting veterans, which I think is a correlate to this, and and those are conversations uh, that we've had about how do we connect veterans uh, to Indiana and those assets, so. Absolutely. You know, the Next Level Veterans Connection or initiative for uh, to attract veterans, men and women transitioning out of the military to Indiana uh, has really kind of starting to really achieve great success. And we're starting to attract men and women who are transitioning out to Indiana. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to be sure that the IDDC through their asset mat through their quality of life stories for the different regions of Indiana, that those those stories, that information is also on the website, our index website, so that veterans, if they're looking for a job, they're looking to connect with an employer, they can also go and see what does that area have to offer? How good are the schools? You know, what kinds of activities can my family do? You know, what are the kind of destinations that we can go to within an hour of where we are going to think about living? And so that becomes an important part of attracting people and attracting talent here. Uh, You know, when Elaine was talking about all the trails, the General Assembly this session made popcorn the state snack for Indiana. And I am telling you, I have heard from so many people that we need a popcorn trail. But, you know, as we were talking, and as you were talking about that, Elaine, it kind of made me think, you know, what we need to be thinking about is what is it that we want Indiana to be in 10 years? And so what do we do now to get us there? And, you know, the Brookings Institute, they released that report, and they said that Indiana is third in the country for developing the future or the industries for the future. So by that, we are, we're, we're strong in advanced manufacturing. We're strong in ag, bioscience, in aerospace, in defense, you know, in healthcare, in, you know, um, orthopedics, in life sciences. And, you know, so maybe we should have some kind of trails that promote those industries of the future that might kind of help attract that talent that we're going to be needing for those industries. So that may be something too, Elaine, 
that we might want to think about doing through the IDBC. Right, and I think we've talked about that on a board level as well, to look at particularly life sciences, advanced manufacturing, uh, high-tech type of jobs, and look at those are the type of talent and focus on that type of talent as we're trying to recruit to come to Indiana, because that's what we're going to need to continue to build our economy. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go on to the next priority from the strategic plan, and that is retain Indiana graduates. You know, Indiana is always in the top five states for recruiting talent, recruiting students from outside the state to come to our great colleges and universities here. So we've got these students here for four to six years. We've got to do something to give them a taste of the quality of life, to give them a reason to think about staying in Indiana. And again, looking at a toolbox for them, we know that internships are very important. The more internships we can have a student have with one of our Indiana businesses, the more likely they're going to get a job and want to stay here. But the other side of that is we need to get them an off-campus experience as well. Mm. They, need to, they need to learn what we've got to offer here, again, that quality of life throughout Indiana. So one of the things that we're working to create and hope to have it ready by the fall uh, when school comes back into session, and that's a college student experience passport. In other words, putting together a passport that says, here's all of these different uh, activities around the state that we think you as a college student may be interested in. You know, maybe it's that bucket list of things you've got to see in Indiana. And then we'll add some gamification to it. So they, they'll get a passport they can put on their mobile device. If they go to one of these attractions or the restaurant or the cave or whatever we have on there and they check in, we'll start giving them points for getting out around the state. And then the more points they get, the more prizes. And we may try and even tie it a little bit to scholarships. But the idea is to get them out and maybe some of the vendors or the attractions will offer discounts that they can get again with their student pass. So there's lots of things that we're trying to do to, again to get them off campus to make sure they can experience all the natural wonders as well as the attractions that we have here in Indiana. Do, do you think that college students who come uh, to IU or Purdue or Rose-Hulman for example, do you think they have any idea what businesses are located in Indiana? Well, I think that is part of the problem as well. In fact, uh, um, we were talking with one university who said that, you know, Indiana businesses don't show up as much as people from Facebook and Google who basically camp out on campus looking for the talent that they're going to recruit. And so we've got to make that connection for them as well. Uh, again, internships are important, but just exposing them to the industries that we have here, we've got to work on that as well. So that'll be another thing that we want to get into that toolbox to help the universities and colleges achieve that with their students. Because, you know, they benefit too. The more they're graduates that stay in Indiana, the more support they have for their own institution. You know, if an alumni is close by and can continue to come to football games, they're probably going to continue to be donors and or become donors. And so that's important to them as well. So we're getting a lot of enthusiasm from colleges and universities to work with us in this area. Right, and, and I think just one of the things that the IDDC does such a good job of is collaboration. Elaine touched upon that with the NCAA and, and getting you know organizations all over the state actually sending out the message about the NCAA and what the IDDC had put together and offered. And so the ability to collaborate and work with other people is so critical. And I know that the IDDC will be working with the Commission on Higher Education as they move forward on this initiative, just as they're going to be working with, you know, other groups, you know, because 
we can't, none of us can do this by ourselves. We yeah. have to do it with others, you know, because then that, as Elaine always says, gives us a bigger megaphone, you know, to really get the word out there. Just so we, we touched earlier on that this is sort of a, an expansion of the an initial tourism uh, focus, uh, but you continue to have that, that focus as part of the Destination Development Corporation. So another part of the strategic plan was attract and convert. Convert is an interesting word, uh, attract and convert visitors. Well, again, it all starts with the visit, you know, and that's something that Mara Gost, I think, who is big in the economic development and, and the destination marketing organizations has said, is that it does start with a visit. It starts with that exposure for someone. So that's that's still important to do. Again, we learned that from all of the surveys and, and the focus groups that if you had some experience, some connection at all, it was a start and it really helps. So we need, we need to continue to do that. And um, what we've got going for us here in Indiana is that we have so many youth sports. So when you think about it, with, with parents who come and travel with their kids for tournaments, and maybe they play a soccer game in the morning, one in the afternoon, and there's a whole bunch of time left over just to be doing things. We've got to figure out how can we expose those parents to understand what the business climate might be like here. Maybe they could start a business. Maybe they could move their business here. Maybe they just want to work here because they understand we've got a quality of life here that would be appealing to them that we have a great value for the dollar. They could buy a house here that maybe they can't buy somewhere else. So we have got to start bombarding them with that kind of information while they're here on just a visit, doing something different perhaps. But you know, still converting those visitors to, again, understanding the quality of life that we have to offer is so important. So not just with sports activities that come here for this, the youth tournaments, but also looking at all of the conventions we have. You know, not only Indianapolis, but Fort Wayne mm -hmm. and Evansville and other places in their convention centers, they bring people from all over the country and the world in here for meetings. Well, how do we, again, get in front of them with some of this information to maybe help them compare what it would be like to be in Indiana versus what it's like where they're from? And I think we've got a great story to tell if we can just get that that in place. And you mentioned it kind of earlier. We are we are developing kind of a very comprehensive website that is, is all about living in Indiana, so that we can, we can have some of this information there. We will connect down to all the regions who are developing their own websites to be more a talent attraction versus just visit and come enjoy. And so that, that you will be able to connect into any region then that you're more interested in living or your business might be going to or whatever. So that, that will be one, another way to help communicate that. And Lieutenant Governor, I mean, I just absolutely love the the Indiana Grown program. And I think the whole agritourism, I think how we've been able to leverage those agricultural resources is also part of our, I guess, a little more active part of our image, but then also part of our, our tourism. Uh, and so kudos to, to you and your staff for how you've been able to leverage that. And I think, you know, what, what, are, what are those other uh, I like your idea of the other trails that we might think about that spin off, but the agritourism and Indiana Grown, I think, are two tremendous assets. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And as Lieutenant Governor, I mentioned earlier, I'm Secretary of Agriculture and Rural Development. And, you know, quite honestly, agriculture is big business in Indiana, $31 billion to our state's economy. We're the 10th largest farming state. So why not take what we're good at and why not pair it up with tourism? and attract people here 
and help to kind of sell people on the quality of life that we have yeah. here. I mean, there are actually visitors that will come and take trips to Indiana just to experience, have that rural experience. And so why not use that to our advantage? And, you know, as we were, as we were just chatting, this is just a thought. Um, you know what we ought to do, Elaine? We ought to talk to the IEDC. And we ought to tell them that, you know, when they have these 10 regions that are going to apply and be awarded these ready grants or regional initiative. So we're going to have 10 regions of the state that are going to have that. And maybe one of the requirements should be in their application process that they have to develop kind of a, a website telling the story of what they're offering, you know, and what they're going to have as a result of this regional initiative. And then we don't have to do the work. They can do the work. <laughs> and we just put it out there. Yeah, well, we weren't going to be building the websites for all the regions, and some have already done that, yeah. and they're excellent. But that's a great suggestion that if they don't already have it, to create something like that as part of that program as well. But um, I was going to mention on your Indiana Grown, you know, we were doing farm-to-table restaurants before it became trendy and popular. And, you know, we've got so much of that here now, and we get so many um, great accolades for the culinary arts that we have here in the state, and we want to continue to push that as well. And, uh, again, um, another part of Indiana's life. So I think we've probably touched on the last part of the strategic plan through various parts of the conversation today, but that uh, formulate the destination asset, the uh, development strategy. Uh, so what comes next? How, how, how does all of that come together? And uh, the two parts. One is how does all that come together? And number two is how can uh, our economic development professionals support what you're trying to do because I think they're very anxious uh, for this to get going and to be a part of it. Well, with the destination asset development, it was really meant when we started thinking about it as a way to kind of fill in the gaps uh, because part of this mapping that we were doing with all of the attractions and the assets that we already have was to help point out what's needed you know, what's needed in some areas of the state that we don't have, and then look to see how we could help that region develop that as a, a real attractor that would really complement everything else they already had. And so, you know, the program that the um, IDDC does have is the Destination Development Grants, which we were able to help communities on a particular asset that they may want to expand, create, explore, whatever. Um, but now with the ready grants that the lieutenant governor just referred to, the Regional Economic Acceleration Development Initiative, I think it is. <laughs> Very good. Because uh, I always thought, oh, God, I hope they don't ask me because I don't really know what it means yet. Good for yeah, you. I had to look at this Regional Economic <laughs> Acceleration and Development Initiative. I mean, I, I look forward to partnering with the IEDC there because that's exactly what that program is supposed to do, is to continue to build the quality of life in, in the different regions. And, you know, regional cities was very, very successful. And if you can start with a region that comes together and builds a, a plan that will benefit the entire region, it's much more powerful than doing one-off little projects because it's somebody's favorite thing that they want to do. And when you've got that plan in place and when you've got the funding, the 500 million, that is now going to be available for that, it will make a huge impact. It will, it, will, it will turn into billions of dollars of impact 
throughout the state of Indiana. And, you know, just like in Evansville, just like in Fort Wayne, and just like in the South Bend Elkhart area, they were able to really up their game and, and really increase the quality of life through some of these different projects that they brought they brought there, whether it was housing, whether it was improving a park system, whether it was, you know, building an attraction. I mean, those were the kinds of things that attract talent. I mean, you know, when I got out of college, I was just looking for a job. You know, I didn't so much think, where do I want to live? But today's young people coming out of college, they're thinking first, where do I want to live? Where am I going to be able to continue to do things that I enjoy, be it trails or, or um, just history and all those kinds of things? Where, where do I go? They choose that first. So we need to get them to understand what Indiana, Indiana has to offer and choose us first and choose Indiana first to find their job. Well, and I'll tell you the thing that uh, is most exciting about these ready grants, these regional grants, $500 million, $50 million to 10 areas around the state, is that in 2016, when the IEDC awarded $42 million to Evansville, that in turn attracted $900 million of private sector investment into the region to come alongside that initial investment. So think about it, 42 million, let's say 1 billion. We got 50 million in 10 areas and each of those areas is gonna attract a billion dollars of private sector money. That's $10 billion of private sector money on top of the 500 million that the state is putting in there. I mean, a state will explode. It's going to explode with growth and with, you know, just transformational projects. I mean, it's an exciting time. And it is. more time for the IDDC to really start telling that story because as we grow these areas, the main reason we're growing them is to attract talent in to the state. And so this is the perfect time. It's almost like this was all kind of planned, you know? for IDDC to be put in place so that we're doing this big, regional, huge, explosive growth in the state and now IDDC can come alongside and capture all that and attract the talent and people here to Indiana. Well, and, and I just am so, so engaged with your enthusiasm. What a, I mean, I, and, and I, I hope that this helps uh, start to spread that enthusiasm because I know uh, our folks are are looking forward both to, to ready, but also to what the Destination Development Corporation is going to do. I appreciate your time. I, I want to end with maybe, uh, Lieutenant Governor, you touched upon this. You talked about sort of your sense of imagine Indiana in the next 10 years. I don't want to put you on the spot, but for the next three or four years, how, what's your vision of how uh, all of this plays out and what will Indiana look like in four or five years because of the initiation of the Destination Development Corporation and the other pieces that I think fall under your purview. Uh, how does that all come together and what does your vision of Indiana look like within that? So I think what we want to see Indiana in, in say four years, five years, 10 years, is that we want to see our we want to see advanced manufacturing continue to be number one in the country. That means we've got to modernize that sector. We've got to be sure that they continue to modernize and be able to 
hold on to that number one position. I also think we're going to see tech grow. I think we're going to see sports tech grow. I think those industries of the future that I touched upon earlier, that's where we're going to see Indiana's really kind of growing and, and thriving with ag bioscience and aerospace and defense and, and life sciences and healthcare and orthopedics. You know, those are the areas where we're going to become stronger. And so in order to be stronger, the IDDC was going to be telling the story of Indiana and being able to attract the talent to fill those positions. So we're going to see population grow. We're going to see our economy continue to grow. And we're going to see Indiana continue to be a leader, not just in the economy, but in the quality of life. And it won't matter that we don't have an ocean and we don't have mountains because <laughs> what we have is a quality of life that people are going to be seeking. We're going to have the assets where people can go and enjoy that quality of life. And then we have got the, compa the compassionate, the caring Hoosiers that populate this state that are going to welcome all those new people with open arms and end up with an Indiana for future generations that we all can be proud of. Sign me up. I want to live there. Um, so as we close, are, are there any points, anything that we uh, I didn't give you an opportunity to say during the rest of the session? I appreciate your time, but anything uh, that you want to share as we close? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit more about the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. And really, uh, all of your members are so important to us. We reach out to the economic development associations around or entities around the state whenever I need assistance, whenever I need good advice. And we'll continue to do that. And we certainly appreciate the support of the economic development community. Yes, and let's keep rocking. We're ready. Our folks are ready every day. Uh, I want to thank you both for your time. This has been just delightful, uh, and, and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, today, I've been talking to uh, Suzanne Crouch, the Indiana Lieutenant Governor, uh, and Elaine Beadle, the uh, Secretary and CEO of the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. I appreciate your time, and uh, I'm so, so thankful that you would share your thoughts with, with me and with our members today. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate Thank it. You. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content in this podcast is copyright 2020 by the Indiana Economic Development Association and all rights are reserved. Mm -hmm.